Gary V Audio Experience listeners, before I give you today's podcast, I just want to say crushing it. If you have not pre-ordered or bought crushing it, you are breaking my fucking heart. Do you want to break my heart? Do you know what happens when my heart's broken? No more podcasts. So all jokes aside, uh, Podcast Nation, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. But more importantly, very specifically, I've learned through the last decade that people learn by reading books and they actually take action for all the audio, for all the video, for all the content I put out. It's remarkable to me that my five business books have been a bigger macro movement in getting people to actually do something. And to be very frank, there's a reason that Crush It was the biggest selling book I've ever had, even though it was when nobody knew who I was. It's because there's something right about the strategic mindset to be happy professionally, and then the ideas and executions around how to actually do it. This book is three parts. The mindset to finally get you to do something, or the angle to come at it. Number two, stories of people just like you that read Crush It and went out and changed the outcome of their their life and their family's lives. And number three, the up-to-the-date tactics on paper, in a Kindle, uh, and audio this summer and spring, uh, of how to go out and do it. So please, please, please do two things for me. Number one, if you've been listening for more than a week, buy this book. Number two, if you buy this book, go to Twitter right now and say, hey, Gary, picked it up from the podcast. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be You know, if you saw this uh, tweet, I assume you know that a few days ago, I was like, hey man, I hope that you can at least check this uh, tweet. Hopefully, we can make it happen. And today, we are here in Miami, Florida, in this spectacular scenario. Um, before we're going to talk about uh, Agent 2021, sure. and before talking about your la- latest book, yes. let's talk about a little bit what's happening in the news uh, okay. today. And today, what's happening is uh, cryptocurrency. Yes. We have seen a lot of, um, you know, trending media and uh, mainstream media saying that that's a roller coaster. Nobody knows what's happening. Uh, it was in seventeen thousand. Now is it nine thousand, eleven thousand? What's your view in cryptocurrency? I think the blockchain is an incredible technology. I don't have great expertise or any feeling or guessing ability about what Bitcoin's going to do, uh, but I do think the blockchain is an incredible decentralizing entity and uh, there's a lot of fees and a lot of things that don't need to be there. So I think the concept of the blockchain is incredible. As far as Bitcoin, is it gonna go up, down, and different? I don't bet on stocks and currency. I don't know, I'd be guessing. And I think one of the things that has allowed me to be the rock star of this era or whatever, you guys being interested in interviewing me is being right and, and is very important. I don't like to guess. So I don't know where crypto is going as the brands that we know, Ethereum, things of that nature. But I do think that blockchain is a very important technology and a lot of things can be built on top of it. And uh, I'm interested in that. Do you think that blockchain by itself will at some point replace the paper money? I think blockchain itself can replace the internet. Like it's like, it's a very big thought. Like meaning like, uh, money has been replaced. Like Venmo and credit cards and have eliminated money. Do you think it will be a five years uh, period, 10 years period? Uh, meaning the replacement of money? Yeah. 
money is cultural. There's some countries where it's completely being eliminated. Estonia is going to, you know, and then there's, you know, places where it's, you know, a little bit more held. I don't know. Actually, I'll be very honest with you. I don't think that matters at all. Like, if you really think about it, if I asked you in reverse, what's the impact of us going all digital versus paper money? I don't, I don't think it's a big thing. It's an emotional thing. It may seem important. If you're 87 and you kept money under your mattress your whole life, it may seem bigger than it is. But credit cards changed that game a long time ago. Yeah, but the, the banks are scared that with this new uh, cryptocurrency, apparently they're like, oh, well, more than we have banks, to be governments scared. are worried about exactly. it. Exactly. Oh no, blockchain is a huge technology. Huge. Uh, I haven't done enough thinking and educating to really have poignant points of view on this. Here's what I can say. The way I feel about it is, wow. Like, how could have I ever thought of something like Bitcoin five years ago? I never would have, you know? And that's what excites me. In the same way, if, you know, we always talk about things like a flying car or living on Mars. That's how we think of things. Meanwhile, it was the internet. Meanwhile, it was cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's a trend of technology just getting started and like, what's coming next? Like, I'll give you an example. Something I can think of is all of us wearing very small earpieces, very small, we can't even see them, and it translates everybody's languages for you in real time. And I think that's, a power, that's very basic technology actually right now. Like, that's very obvious that that's here. That's cool. I like that I can go to China and interact with everybody who speaks only Mandarin and you know, so like I'm just thinking about this more holistically than is Bitcoin gonna go to 20,000? I mean, I don't give a shit. But those uh, technologies that you just mentioned that might be happening in the near time future, you had the opportunity to be in uh, CES in Las Vegas. Yes. And um, I had a, 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 an interview for this, so that we made a panel together. Um, which innovation, which invention caught your attention on, uh, on CES that you could say, you know what, this is the big thing or there was nothing that I you was, I was at you. CES for four days. I've gone to CES six years in a row. Outside of the fact, I don't even think, Emily, that interview with Entrepreneur wasn't the main hall, right? That was the it most- was like something, that was something, Seth? What's that? Yeah, some state. I mean, that was the first time I'd ever entered an official CES event. I, I don't like the potential future, I like the actual current. So I don't spend a lot of time thinking about, I, I'm not, like the World Fair wouldn't have been anywhere I would have been excited to go in the 60s. I don't, I've, I, don't I didn't see any technologies. Wow. I, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking that Facebook creative and podcasting and Alexa skills are not being used enough right now. Like, I'm in the now. I'm not worried about tomorrow, and I'm not worried about yesterday. And so, um, I will hear about Internet of Things and the smart bathroom. Like, I know what's going on, but I don't need to go physically see it. In the same way that I don't go see Big Ben or the Mona Lisa or the pyramids, I know their existence. I don't need to see things. I just, I'm just not interested in that. I'm interested in the opportunities for people to be happier and more successful in the current because 95% of that is not being taken advantage of. You just mentioned podcast. Yes. I, I've seen, we, all the people that is actually watching this interview, they have seen you uh, 
every time it's talking more and more about podcasting. Yes. What's your take for the next five years of podcast, the, the business by itself? On a 10-year, on a 30-year macro, voice, the written word, and audio will always play. So let's talk about the current state right now. Video's doing really well. Audio is clearly doing really well and emerging more because, you know, but written is kind of a little quieter right now. But in 2006, blogs were big and written was huge. And I'm thinking, wow, should I come out with a new Twitter that has no pictures or video? Like, I'm thinking like, I already know that written is about to emerge because it's not emerging right now. That somebody's about to invent a text type thing. So, like, and so like, this is tried and true. Those three things will always be important. Uh, I'm a huge fan of podcasting and voice and I think Alexa and Google Home and Apple HomePod and whatever Facebook does and whoever else wants to get in the Baidu's and the Tencent's and China, like there are gonna be seven players in voice. I know this, you're walking into your home in six years, 13 years, and you're, and you're saying things like, turn on the lights, call my aunt, what happened to, like, friction. We are good at eliminating friction. And that is what voice will do. It will eliminate friction. If I can talk to my technology faster than I can type, I will stop typing. In this answer, you just mentioned twice China, and in the other one, you mentioned Asia. Yes. Uh, and I know that you are looking for this market, not right now, but in the upcoming years. Tell us a little bit about that plan, and how do you see Asia as a potential entrepreneurial scenario? Look, I think, I think China is out-innovating the U.S. in a lot of places because of lack of regulation, and one can say that's careless, or one can say that's innovative. I don't judge, I don't know, I'm not educated enough, I don't care, here's what I know. For me to accomplish my ambitions to have enormous entrepreneurial legacy, China and Asia is a part of that. Just like South America is a part of that. And so, uh, unlike South America, I can't win China without winning in China. I can win Brazil and Colombia very easily. It's called Facebook, it's called Instagram. I can't do that in China, so I'm gonna have to go, and I already have set up WeChat and Weibo, and I have to go and be on mainstream media there and do collaborations, so I'm gonna have to go on some long flights and establish my footprint because the digital scale doesn't do it for me. If I wanted to be the most important entrepreneur in Chile in 12 months, I would do it all on Facebook and I would accomplish it. You just mentioned South America, well, that, that, that's, that's big words. Well, I was, to, listening to to, I was listening to your accent, so I knew I should. Everybody was like, you know, a little bit shocked. You just mentioned South America. Yes. You said that you went twice to Colombia. Please tell us. I mean, we have a big audience yes. in Colombia, in Latin America, and it will be amazing yeah. to know your story there. Yeah, and uh, four years ago, and uh, three years, four years ago, and six years ago, I went to very private events. You know, maybe a hundred people in one, maybe a thousand, five hundred people in one. So probably the second one was like a bigger event. I don't recall the name. I mean, look, I think Colombia is an incredibly beautiful country. I, when I travel, I don't see much, but to me it was more about the spirit of the entrepreneurship is what always my radar. It's less about like how pretty is the place, how cool are the people. It's always just about the spirit. For me, I judge strictly on entrepreneurial spirit. And, and Colombia really, uh, really uh, caught my attention because people were hungry. Uh, yet, not hungry out of desperation. They're not Venezuela hungry. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, Syria hungry. They're, they're uh, and they're not also, and they're more hungry than let's say Argentina, you know? So like, that's how I register. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy my time there. I'm, I've spent a lot of time, in, I've considered Mexico City as an office. 
Uh, I grew up in the wine business, so Argentina and Chile always have a warm and dear spot to me. One of my best friends is begging me to start vacationing in Uruguay, uh, so I may do that soon. And honestly, it's not a very long flight, and, uh, and it's on my radar. And, uh, and obviously, the incredible Latin influence on America over the next 40 years you know, I don't even think about Hispanic marketing or things of that nature. I just think it's America. I just default into, you know, the cuisine and the sports and the music. I uh, started a playlist on Spotify called Monday to Monday for me to share up and coming artists. I've been putting an enormous amount of Spanish only music that I don't understand a single. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about J Balvin who and 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 people like that who are uh, and Lewis and like who are making their music Americanized. Mm-hmm. I'm putting like a straight fucking. You know, Latin, you know, true, like you guys can listen to it, not Americans can, to give exposure for one reason, just to start building relationships with the tastemakers of the culture because I know that I'm gonna be in the culture in a decade. So it, I'm, I'm an unbelievably deep listener. I know what's going on with a lot of stuff that I don't talk about because it's still metabolizing in my head. I bought crypto in 2014, but I never talked about it because I knew I didn't have my thoughts completely figured out. I know that I'm obsessed with Latin hip hop because I could just taste it from a mile away that it's about to win, but I don't fully understand it. I don't know all the players. <laughs> like I know what's going on with Bad Bunny and, and all that, but like yeah, yeah. I'm not there yet. Got it. I, I, mean, I know what's going on with Russian, but I'm not all the way there yet. You know what I mean? Totally, totally, totally. There, there are so much topics that we would love to, but we know that we are yes, Emily's kind of like, a, Emily did this weird time. thing. Exactly. She did this, this weird so thing. So I just want to know, I mean, Agent 2021. Yes. A, a recap of this amazing event. Yes. You enjoy? Oh, from my perspective? Yeah. I don't know yet. Like, you know, here's what I could tell. It's going well. We're in the middle of it right now. For a first time event, it's grand, right? It's like a stadium. Like, I think my team did an incredible job. I'm sure we'll recap some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses. Here's what I can tell you. The 2019 version of this event is gonna be pretty gangster. We put this together in, let me rephrase, my team put this together in, we decided in October to do this, which I've come to learn is not a lot of time for an event, especially when you factor in Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Like, so I, I'm very proud of what we've been able to do and I have a lot of ambition for this event. We always end up these interviews with uh, huge uh, celebrities or personalities that have you know, the, that uh, extra mile and ten, that can give you know, a, a good message, an advice or a tip for the next generation yes. of entrepreneurs in this case. Which will be your best uh, tip of advice to all these audience that would you know, like see you and it's yeah. like a role model stuff? Patience. Fucking patience. Everybody wants everything too fast and it hurts them and you start making mistakes and you take shortcuts and it all comes from insecurity. If you actually value somebody else's opinion about you, you are vulnerable. And that doesn't mean respect other people's points of view or have differences. That means you think somebody's point of view on you actually means something. That makes you vulnerable. That makes you go out and want to buy a BMW to close the gap on that insecurity which then makes you try to make money in the short term, which makes you take out a loan. Somebody just told me, oh, I know this kid who took out $2,000 credit card bill to buy cryptocurrency, but he bought it at 17 and now it's not. Like, why? So that he could buy a new pair of Supremes? So he could have a fucking Louis Vuitton? What, to make some girl think he's cool? Or like, it's just not smart. It's so broken. Patience and self-esteem. 
That's what I give a shit about. From crushing it. Yes. We have the opportunity here to have this amazing book. It's not yet on the shelves. No, next week. We saw yesterday yes. that you were, <laughs> it was amazing. It was so crazy how you jumped from 20 position worldwide yes. to 12 yes. this morning. Yes. Tell us a little bit what happened. How was that Facebook connection? Live. Facebook Live is an incredible format for me because I'm improv. I'm good live. I'm good in this. I'm good at interviews. I'm good on stage and I'm really good on live. And you know, honestly, if you listen to what I did last night, I did something pretty sneaky that I'm proud of. I really like Damon John. He's just a nice guy. He's a good dude. He's trying to get his, he's a good dude. So I decided to do a joke where, it was his day yesterday. Yesterday his book came out. And I, I noticed that we were very close in the standings. And he went to all me, mainstream media. He was doing all right? this stuff and he was number 17 in the world and I was number 20 in the world and the Amazon's rank. And I thought I could do something clever, which was I thought I could bring a lot of exposure to his book in a different way than a lot of people do for their friends. Instead of doing what everybody does, which puts a post out and says, yo, check out my homie's book, I decided to make it entertaining and make it about me trying to pass him with my book in the live stream, which was a win-win-win for everybody. Everybody who was on the other side of that for an hour was entertained. I got a lot of feedback. People thought it was funny and interesting and cool. I got to sell a lot of books because people wanted to support me to pass Damon. But most importantly, and the reason I even did it in the first place, a lot of my audience that doesn't know Damon or care about Damon or think I'm cooler than Damon or doesn't care about Shark Tank got to know that he had a book, got, totally, to, totally. got to hear that yeah. I thought he was a good guy and my great hope was that he got a lot of sales out of that on his big day. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. You just have to be smart enough to see what's actually happening. It is called Crushing It, 30th of January, correct? 30th of January? Yes. Crushing it, the one and only, the original, the rockstar of social media, Gary V on the Millennial Way Show. Gary, we have thank you. Oh, a, a little present yes, for thank you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Our Can slogan you, is um, I'm gonna make you, empowering listen, the new generation. I like generation. this team so much, I'm gonna do something very nice. If you ship this to me in New York, I will put it behind my shelf so people can see it. Wow. That's you the ultimate it. spot right now in my world. It's on the record. On the record. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you very much, Gary. We really appreciate it. Hey, podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of Vayner Media hat right now, not the Gary V that all of you love so much, or at least are curious of, or actually are starting to hate. I, I have no idea how you feel, but I love you. Nonetheless, uh, we're a year into it, uh, not even really, but one of the most exciting things that VaynerMedia sells, besides the million dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world, is this concept of four Ds. Do I have a URL for this, as I'm doing this? Is it, can, can you figure it out while I'm yapping? DRock? Anyway, four Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. I just came back from Agent 2021. I know this is a post uh, announcement for the podcast, but I'm gonna run this for a while. So that was in January if you're listening in May, uh, but I know it's February right now. Nonetheless, um, uh, a $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting strategy team, like just a complete get in here, kind of like Disney and Zappos does, have your company pay for a $10,000 consulting strategy day here in New York City. We're also now doing it in London. Details are on VaynerMedia's site, vaynermedia.com slash 4Ds, slash services slash 4Ds. Can you create a Gary V's? Create a Gary V for me. Hold on, everyone. Stick with me here. DRock's going. If not, I'm going to create a Gary V. Great. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, right? 
VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, the 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive. It is changing small and medium-sized businesses' worlds. Go on the website to get the dates or go to Gary Vaynerchuk's website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and go to events and see it there. I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A, personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It is exploded. I am now completely confident in this product. At first, I was like, oh, 10,000, can we make it worth it? Hearing the ridiculous stories of, I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000, now we're doing 2.2 million. To be very frank, I'm thinking about raising the price. I wanna make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com, hit the events tab. Come and check out the 4Ds. I'd love to see you in New York or London. Go see the dates, sign up. This will change your business. See ya.